What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Joe Blow Games Show. I'm Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Steve Say. What's up? And Justin Townsend. Hey there. Justin's at the peak of health. Uh, <laughs> feeling great. <laughs> but he's here for you podcasting tonight. He will not let a fever and a shitty cold keep him away from talking about video games live on the internet. It's true. He's a trooper. <laughs> What do you got going on over there, man? What are you feeling? Um, just woke up yesterday with a normal seasonal change cold. Ah. And then it's progressed into something a little bit heavier. Last night was an extremely rough night. Very sexy. I like it. Yeah, that's what I aim for. Pure sexiness. <laughs> I mean, you can hear it all over your voice. It's just the voice is 100%. I used to work for Geico many a moon ago. And... Uh, when I was in training, I got a really bad chest cold um, that affected my voice like tremendously for weeks. Like I completely lost my voice, which is not a problem when you're in training, except um, we were at the point in training where we had done enough to understand like the basics on how to take billing payments. Okay. And our teacher or our instructor um, had a family emergency and she was out for three days. So for three straight days, we took payments Okay. And there I am. And I was like, how do you want me? I, I could barely even speak. And they were like, um, just tough it, tough it out. <laughs> just and so tough I recorded, it out. I recorded my intro message for like, you know, hi, my name's Justin. Can I please have your policy number? And I kept it the entire time I worked at Geico. So when my real voice came on and it wasn't this <laughs> deep baritone man, um, people were confused. <laughs> You should record an audio book right now. Yeah, I mean, you've got like that, like that just the right amount of phlegm that makes your voice a little deeper, a little sexier. Yeah. It's it's good for podcasting. It's going to be a good radio voice. I would only ask that when you have to sneeze or cough, you just move your head away from the mic just a little bit. I am I am a podcast veteran. I have an idea of how these <laughs> things work. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, last month we talked about um, the games we had played so far this year that we that we had loved. And we also talked about um, some of our favorite games of all time this this week, this month, sorry, we're going to talk about the games coming out the rest of the year that we're excited for. Um, and we're also going to talk about we're going to start out talking about a few of the games that we've played in between this month that that we've been we've been away from all of you um, that we've either really loved. And, and in Steve's case, a game that I think he was hoping to love that he ended up not loving nah. so much. Um, <laughs> so let, let's actually let's let's get the negative out of the way first. Steve, tell me about your experiences with Borderlands 3. All right. Here's the deal. I really, really, really loved Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2. That was the shooter. That was the game that I played with all my friends in college. It was a good time. And so we've been away from the Borderlands franchise for a number of years. And you would sure. hope that while I was completely... I was mentally prepared to kind of, I set my expectations pretty low and said to myself, it's probably just going to be more Borderlands, but like, I'm in the mood to go back there. Like it's been a long time and I, I love that world and I, you know, it's, it's funny and the characters and whatever. And I don't know what's changed between the person that thought that however many months ago when this was officially announced <laughs> to now, but I hate to say it. I'm, I'm only a couple of hours into the game. So I just want to, preface all of this with that i'm only about maybe three to four hours in but i'm bored 
Mm. Like I'm super bored. I know that the game opens up kind of once you get to, I believe, Sanctuary and you're kind of introduced to these planet worlds and it kind of changes the landscape and changes the enemies and stuff like that. And I'm looking forward to checking that out. I just, it's so much what you remember, like all of the frustrations of the game, of the old games included, they didn't really improve on a lot of that, such as the, like the inventory management. Uh, I ran out of bullets very, very early on in the game, and I've been running around trying to find the right ones in order to uh, load my guns back up because I didn't have a gun uh, like distribution machine online yet. Mm. So spent like, you know, a half hour to 40 minutes running around trying to, to off enough people to get this thing going. And it was just, it was frustrating. Like I got my first catch a ride thing and it's the same buggy that you're used to. Same rocket launcher, same machine guns, just same, same, same again and again and again. And yeah, like I kind of wish that I was playing it with friends mm -hmm. because considering how empty the game feels so far with the exception of like the skags the those dog type enemies that come out of the holes and stuff they're there like in the very beginning you know make giving you those old borderlands feels instead of something <laughs> new and it's just a little bit of a drag yeah you know and uh i mean i've seen some really positive reviews on it I've seen, you know, a lot of whatever the numbers game is, all the eights and the nines and the, you know, oh, the the story gets way better once you're introduced to the influencers and how that works and all this stuff. And I'm really looking forward to that coming about. I just wish that it happened a little bit faster. It would have been cool to come into this game kind of just right out of the gate introducing you to some new stuff. All the weapons that I've come across so far, they all suck. And I know that it's the beginning of the game, but like I've found stuff that's purple. I have found stuff that's powered up and none of it is better than like the second or third gun that I've found. And I don't like the fire rates. I don't like the, the reloading. I even have bonuses like stacked bonuses to my reload ability. And I'm still reloading. Like it's my first day at camp. It is so slow in that regard. So like I said, I set my, I, I don't know what my expectations were for it, but it was not this. I was really hoping to see a little bit more innovation and just newer stuff at the beginning to give you a taste of what's to come. It seems like they've gated a lot of that uh, past a few hours into the game. And I feel like, I feel like that was a misstep for, mm -hmm. for a franchise that's been gone for so long that is doing so much of what they did last time that they really could have benefited from, aside from giving you some <coughs> characters that have new abilities and stuff like that, you can only explore one of them at a time. Hmm. So if you are starting out and like, you can't even really get a feel for your character because you only have so many points to spend and it's spread across three trees, right? There's no, you know, unless you want to go looking things up on the internet and stuff, uh, looking at different builds and everything like that, there's no way to go in cold and feel like you're making an informed decision about what kind of character you're going to be based on these flimsy descriptions that they have, which was the problem from last time. Right. Yeah. So 
Um, it looks great. You know, uh, it, it plays really well. I actually have it. You can have it set to resolution or uh, I guess frame rate. I actually have it set to resolution because I we have a really nice TV in the house now. And I just want to be able to show it off to myself. Right. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I just with so many hours left uh, in a game I'll be talking about later that I'm really enjoying to go. I'm finding it. I'm finding the pull to go back to it. Not as not as much as I thought that it would be. Right. You know, and um, my last thought on it super quick was like the attitude going into this was that there was going to be a bunch of people returning to the game, people that I know from school and stuff like that. And like I'm the only person that bought the damn <laughs> game. Everybody else had some kind of a story. And so I'm running around the the Badlands or whatever, the Borderlands, by myself. <laughs> and uh, I'm running out of ammo. So, it's, so it's, it hasn't really been a good time yeah. just yet. Yeah. Um, that's a shame. Uh, Justin and I have had several conversations about the prospect of playing Borderlands. Um, and it's one of those things where I'm... Perfectly, I've been perfectly open to playing it, but I would never say I've been excited to play it. Justin, I know mm-hmm. you have been excited to jump into it. Has any of the word on it soured you or made you think twice about it at all? No, not really, because <clears throat> I really enjoyed Borderlands, Borderlands 2 when it came out. And sure, I wish that there were quality. Like, I wish they would have looked at some of the, the games that came out since then and made some changes to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't play Borderlands for a narrative. I don't play Borderlands for anything but getting together with a couple of friends and shooting guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you a single thing that happened in any... Like A good example is like the most narrative I got out of a Borderlands game was Tales from the Borderlands, the one that Telltale did. Right. Uh, so, yeah, like I'm, I'm... I have friends of mine asking, like, how are you not playing Borderlands right now? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm playing Remnant a lot and we're going to platinum that game. And mm. so, you know, I'm going to eventually get to it. But like, I have the itch to play that game right now. Um, I could see how playing it by yourself is a drag. I never liked playing Borderlands um, 2 by myself. I did it to did get I. the platinum, but it's not how I would ever play one of those games. So I understand your frustration, Steve, but it's it's not a solo game at all mm. yeah so uh, J- justin you mentioned uh one of one of the games that you and i have been playing a lot of which is remnant from the get, ashes you mean game of the year what, p- <laughs> potential game of the year remnant from the ashes yes i want to hear all about this game because i really wish that i had bought remnant instead <laughs> so um justin do you want me to tell the story from my perspective of you, of you bringing so um Justin texts me one day and he goes, Hey, there's this game that's coming out. It's it's here's the trailer. I saw this trailer for it. I haven't really heard of it, but it seems really cool. They said it's dark soul, like dark souls with guns. And if anybody has spent any time listening to Justin on podcasts or me talking about Justin uh, on podcasts, Justin plays, well, he played bloodborne and I'm pretty sure he hated more of it playing it than he liked playing it. Um, uh, and so I was like, yeah, okay. Like, that's a great game for you, Justin. You hate these games. He's like, yeah, but we may be able to play it together. It's co-op. Um, and I was like, okay, like, I guess, but like, like I, I would say that we often bring up the games to each other that we, we say we want to play and we just never end up playing them. So I was like, it's good. That's, this is going to be one of those games that we say like, oh, we're going to play it. And then we never play it. 
Um, and then I listened to the Waypoint podcast and Austin Walker talked about this game and he was like glowing about it and all the, he said about it. And so I texted Justin, I was like, so I just heard Austin on this podcast talk about it and he really loved it. Maybe we should give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't this is typically how our conversations go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also it just happened that I was streaming. I had to stream that week for Joe Blow and I was like, <laughs> I needed a new game. And this game was out. So I was like, oh, it's perfect. I'll play this game and then hopefully we'll jump into it. And so me and Justin and our friend Andy ju jumped into it. Um, and when I played it on that stream, I was like, man, you know, I don't know how this can be together, but alone, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It plays, it plays really well. And the world seems to have some mystery and stuff that you don't get, you get in those kind of souls games that you don't get in a lot of other games. And then next couple nights, Justin, Andy and I started playing through it and my affection for it only grew. Um, what I'll say most about it is that it just plays great. Like the shooting and the moving around and the act of the momentum of playing of the game feels pretty amazing. And, and so it makes all of the combat encounters, which, um, do get very varied, even more satisfying because of that. And, you know, we have played through the whole entire game. We played, we tried to beat the final boss on a stream a couple weeks ago. That did not go well, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but we eventually did beat it. Um, and now we're, we're now we're replaying sections of the game because the game has four worlds, Justin. Yes. Four worlds. Um, and, those worlds um, are slightly or partially procedurally generated. So the layout of the worlds will change every time you roll a campaign, but also the bosses that appear in that world will also change. There are sets mm. of bosses and there are items and things you can get from certain bosses you can't get from others. So they introduced just last week an adventure mode where you can basically re-roll... Um, singular worlds one at a time and play through them and then reroll them again. And it doesn't affect any of the other campaign progress. So we were able to go back in and fight bosses that we hadn't fought before and get items we hadn't fought before. And, but it's just, it's just been an incredibly fun game to play. Justin, uh, uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I think it's my game of the year. I mean, um, you nailed it with the way that the game plays. Like, you know, we talk about destiny, right? Like destiny, the guns just feel so good. And, Although the guns in Remnant are very different, it's still you you walk away from your experience being like that game for a forty dollar game is extremely mm -hmm. tight. Mm -hmm. Like all the controls feel great, the shooting is top notch. I'm using a long range single shot rifle and it feels good. What's really nice is they have um, the models of characters. Your damage to them takes effect in like in real time you shoot a guy in his left shoulder and he's going to fall back to the left you shoot him in the chest he's going to be pushed backwards uh, you shoot him in the legs and they're going to fall to the grounds like really um really cool stuff i liked when we were playing um you know you and andy created your own worlds we were in my world for most of the game and then afterwards when we got to the final boss and it was like well we're not high enough of a level for this we decided to like jump into one of your guys' games and we ended up getting items in that game that we didn't have in mine. And then we were able to go back and do things with them. Um, and I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, it's just, it's a good ass game. Like, yeah.
So there, it's, there's three, people don't know, there's, there's three classes, um, but there, that's kind of how you start. After at a certain point, you can start to get all the armor and perks and weapons that the other classes have because the game is built to be played solo or co-op, so they want to give you all the tools possible. Um, mm. But basically, you get a starting class where you get a starting set of, of, of weapons and armor, um, and you're able to upgrade those. But along the way, you get... Like when you beat a boss, you get an item that you can craft into a boss weapon. So it's, you know, and it's, it's okay. a weapon that is, so it, very Dark Souls. Like if you know the language of Dark Souls, right, it, it, yeah. it, it crosses over, right? So it's like, so I get, I can have a sniper rifle that shoots a, um, that, that shoots like an energy beam. And then when I build it up, um, I have a mod on it that I can trigger, which is like a special ability, which all weapons have that shoots a black hole that sucks all enemies up into it and it holds them in place. And it explodes for 500 damage when it explodes. Oh, you can pull your teammates into the black hole. Yeah, there is friendly fire. <laughs> there is friendly fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, has become a problem. Yeah. Uh, Another cool thing about the game is the traits. Yeah. So like it kind of does this thing where, you know, most games have like a skill tree, right? And you could see everything up front. This mm -hmm. game ain't like that. Mm -hmm. So you start with like a bunch of like, like, let's say like six pretty standard traits. Like yeah. you could put points into health or stamina or um, teamwork, which will allow you to activate your mods faster, things like that. But occasionally you just start unlocking traits. So eventually you'll do like reload speed or there'll be one that amplifies your money that's earned. Um we were still earning them as of like two or three nights ago. Uh, there's like 32 different traits. And eventually at a point where like, how many more are there? Some of them are tied to bosses. Like you have to beat a boss and a, like you will get the trait from that. Or some of it was you did so many critical hits, but like there was no way for me to see that unless I were to go and look at it online. But there's no way for me to know. Um, it's it's a satisfying game. Yeah. And it has moments. Sorry. Go ahead, Steve. That's the question. I don't know. Um, it's so when you're getting these traits are you are these planned things are you finding them in like chests and you said they were they come from bosses but is it a loot game like do they do they drop weapons uh, or orbs or anything when you defeat enemies no, no. it's not really a loot yeah, game well, i mean there is it, loot but the loot like you can find like you'll find rings which will like much like dark souls give you like slight passive buffs or or you know like okay. oh now you you have this ring and your evade window is you know uh, one, you know, you know, half a second longer or, you know, you gain experience 15% faster or whatever. And okay. there's also charms you get, which like, um, there are status effects in the game. So there are enemies that will cause you to bleed or cause you to burn or cause you to be irradiated. And you have to take certain items to relieve those conditions. But there's like a, gotcha. but there's a charm that you get that when you take your equivalent of the Estus flask, which is like this thing called a dragon heart, it will actually take off all elemental um, effects that are on you. Like, um, there's one that increases stamina and there are things that happen. Like there's a, I'm going to, this is not a spoiler, but there is a thing in a game where you, there's a vendor you can find in the game. And, um, he sells like these stews that you drink them and it gives you for 60 in-game minutes, more health or more stamina. But he also says like, Oh, like I have stories that I can tell you. And if you talk to him and ask him and go through his entire story, like a grouping, he has a lot of them, like 10 stories that he'll tell you. If you go through <laughs> all of them, he goes, you know what? Not a lot of people sit here and talk to me for this long. Here's this item that like I have that I'm going to give you for it. And it's like a charm that gives you extra stamina. Um, but, oh, wow. But that item 
also, he tells a story about, you know, I had a son, um, but we don't really speak anymore. Um, and he also has another story about a leader of their gang that sort of went the wrong way. Um, one of the bosses, it, one of the bosses you can run into is this leader of this gang that's kind of gone the wrong way. If you have the pocket watch on you, he go he, instead of the boss fight starting, he goes, hey, where'd you get that pocket watch from? And you say like, oh, this old man gave it to me. Um, and he goes like, oh, why'd he give it to you? He's like, oh, he, he treated me like, there's, com- you, can, you can choose the wrong options, but you say something like, um, oh, he, uh, he th- thought of me like family. And he goes, oh, that's nice. I, you know, I wish, I wish I hadn't fallen in touch with that old man. He goes, well, I'm going to, uh, just to prove to him that there's still some good in the world, I'm going to let you go. And I'm going to give you this armor set for it. Oh, wow. And then you just skip <laughs> no, the entire boss fight. Dope. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff, like just happens and, and, and there's no guide to it. I mean, there's no, like the game isn't pointing you that way. It just happens um and there are like like there are ways you can be you can be bosses in different ways to get different items like you can like shoot certain appendages off a boss and you'll get a different item from the end of the boss fight than you would if you just beat him the regular way so yeah Yeah. so there's a lot of really cool stuff the game has a lot of surprises and i'll say this anybody who's playing it and the first world that you're in looks like a standard post-apocalyptic like last of us type world the game after you leave that area gets fucking bananas. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the look, the way it looks, like it goes from looking like like The Last of Us to looking like a like Quake, basically. Like, <laughs> like it get like nuts, like nuts stuff that happens. Um, it's an amazing, amazing game. Um, it's forty dollars. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a ton of fun with friends. It's also a, a lot of fun playing by yourself. And the time I play by myself, so. It, it, it works on either way. It, just a great, great game and a huge surprise, really. It's not too difficult by yourself? Uh, the difficulty scales um, as you go. So I'm sure it, it gets tough when you're with a group, but it, they scale the difficulty up when you're with a group. Um, like every boss you fight, there are like, um, you know, additional enemies that come out, like sub enemies that you come out, like creeps you have to beat like while it's happening. So no boss fight is straightforward, but there's less of those when you're playing by yourself. Um there are there are a couple boss fights. There was one boss fight that Justin, Andy, and I did, which there was definitely a point in it that we thought we weren't gonna beat this boss. But like all these game, all the these games at their best, we tried a strategy, we tried another strategy, we tried another strategy, and finally we found the right strategy, and we just got a little better and a little better. And then when we beat this boss, it was that wonderful feeling you get when you beat a boss in one of those Souls games. Where yeah, like euphoric. it's euphoric, like I never thought this was gonna happen, and we did it, and it just feels amazing. Um, so it has those moments. Really, it's it's um, you know th- there there are I guess some I, we got some frame rate issues near the end of the game. I'm not sure if that was just because we had a bad like host connection at that point or something. Because the next time we went in, we didn't have those same problems. So um, mm. you know, and, and your mileage may vary on that, but overall, it's been a totally solid, good experience. Yeah. yeah, it sounds pretty amazing. You yeah. guys have been talking my language for the last fifteen <laughs> minutes. It probably just cost me forty bucks. Thanks a lot. You'll, you you will you will feel very good about spending this forty bucks, Steve. Oh, I'm sure that I will. It sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it, it's it's great. It's it's really really great and a big surprise, which you don't get a lot. So no, it's awesome. It is rare that a video game surprises us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, Steve, another game you've been playing that you want to talk about was Judgment, correct? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll talk to you guys about Judgment for just a few minutes. Uh, if you're not familiar, Judgment is part of the Yakuza series. And uh, I don't have, some people have a very long and storied past with Yakuza. I do not. I have played the sixth one all the way through. And I absolutely loved it. Uh, one of the guys from Alex from the, the Giant Beast cast actually turned me on to the game. And once I got in there, I never looked back. And I think one of the reasons is because, and then Bobby actually pointed out some information uh, to me off air. But uh, I was a huge fan when the Sega Dreamcast was out. I really, really enjoyed the Shenmue games. And so when I started playing Yakuza, it feels like Shenmue, but leveled up to, you know, where we're at technologically and building cities and relationships with people and different systems that you could incorporate into this game. And so by extension, Judgment also feels very much like an elaborate take on the Shenmue formula. And uh, Bobby, why is that? Because um, many of the team members from the Shenmue games went on to go to be found the Yakuza team and, and make those games. So the lineage is right directly from Shenmue. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So in Judgment, you play as Yagami, and he is a disgraced lawyer turned private investigator. This game gets very wacky, so I've tried to boil this all down for you really quick. While investigating a case, Yagami becomes entangled in an ongoing turf war between the Yakuza's and like those trying to muscle in on their territory. There's also an ongoing thread revolving around a serial killer who keeps offing different members of different clans. And Yagami and his friend Kaito are now on the case and have gotten involved in all of this stuff. And they're, you're running around uh, the city. I knew it, and now I don't know it. Uh, Kamurocha. Kamurocha. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's just, it's the type of game I, I'm, I'm a person who appreciates absurdity. I love bad movies. If, if somebody comes to me and tells me that a movie was horrible, I'm only more interested because I love to watch the train wreck fully aware that it is what it is. Judgment can be so self-serious and then go completely off the rails in the blink of an eye. Like one mission, you're playing detective and you're looking for clues and you're tracking down this killer who has gouged this Yakuza member's eyes out with an ice pick <clears throat> and left them in the back of an alley. And then the next minute, you're running through the streets of Camarocho doing parkour and solving the case of the missing cake or defeating the panty professor who's been using a drone to steal ladies' underwear from around the city. And he he quite literally, I am not kidding you, he has a pair of the underwear on him when you find him. And he, like, turns his back to you and starts huffing on the underwear. And he powers up. He, like, super scions from the underwear. And you have to fight him. And it's absolutely amazing. Um <laughs> Whenever right. you're feeling, yeah, <laughs> whenever you're feeling uh, bored and you want to change things up a little bit, you can, they have these Sega arcades that are stationed all around the city. And so you take a taxi and you can go, they're like different barcades, uh, if you will. And you can play the claw grabbing machines, you can play the gotcha machines, and you can also play a bunch of classic Sega video games and like their, their full form. And the variety of games that they give you, it changes. Some of them are the same, but like they try to change it up every game. 
And it's really cool that like all of a sudden you're playing Space Harrier in like, you know, Ultra HD and it handles really well and you're doing the thing and whatever. Uh, you can go to different cafes and eateries and you can participate in surveys after you've had the food and you could build relationships with the owners and the employees for like discounts and stat bonuses from the food that you eat. The combat is really cool. You can actually change your stance when you're fighting, depending on if you want to square off on somebody individually or you want to take on the entire group. You can pick up objects from around the environment and use them in combat. And if you get into a certain position and hit the triangle, you'll go into this kind of like out of your control super move kind of thing. And when you're picking up like gigantic uh, cones from the street and just bashing somebody repeatedly in the teeth with a with a caution cone, it's amazing. <laughs> you pick up like a mailbag or or a, a you know don't walk here because it's wet sign and you throw it into the air. You leap into the air and you kind of like scissor kick it out of the air and it smashes into a guy's neck and it's just it's the best feeling. It's <laughs> absolutely amazing. And yeah, I just I'm I'm probably about eight or nine hours into it there. It's a long game. There are tons and tons of chapters in the main story and and entirely too many side quests. But honestly, like for as much as I'm having fun with the uh, the overall story and it's very interesting and it's very cool and there are lots of characters. It's all of that wacky side stuff that drives me to play the game because you quite literally you never know what you're going to run into you like there was a point where i had to uh be like a playboy for the evening and like talk to the ladies and choose the right uh things to say to them to get them going <laughs> and there was like an idol that was standing behind me and watching me do this and he was getting off on it too and it was just so weird <laughs> it was so weird but i'm sitting there the whole time with like this shit-eating grin on my face being like this is ridiculous this is amazing i love this <laughs> that's fantastic so yeah judgment's a good time if you want to just kind of settle into a world where you you quite literally don't know what's going to happen or you just want to play some old sega video games or you want to like race your new drone that you've been finding pieces for all over the city and you want to go into the hobby shop and build yourself some new stuff and defeat your rival and see all kinds of references to Phoenix Wright and other cool games. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So the last game we've been playing that I want to talk about is a game, Justin, that apparently you just finished, which I'm very jealous about, uh, which is Control. Oh, yeah. Remedies Control. Um, mm -hmm. We mentioned this briefly, I think, last time we were talking about games that we were excited for, or games that, uh, you know, quickly that were coming out. But, like, yeah, Control, Remedy, who developed Alan Wake, and... Uh, Quantum Break uh, and the Max Payne games um, has their new game out. It's called Control. It's a third person action game where you explore the oldest house, which is the headquarters mm -hmm. of the Federal Borough of Control, which is like the FBI, but for supernatural stuff. Um, and you play Jesse, who uh, kind of the beginning of the game, you just walk in and you're, you don't really know why you're there. The game kind of hides that from you as well. Um, but you, uh, well, you know why you're there, but you don't know some of the stuff around the way she behaves. I, I, I'll say mm -hmm. um, you're there looking for answers about your brother who the you think the bureau had something to do with his disappearance. Um, and you walk in and it's on lockdown and stuff's gone crazy because the supernatural power called the hiss has invaded. Um, and you start exploring and, and seeing weird stuff and, and going through this world. 
Um, I have a lot of history with Remedy Games. I, I love Alan Wake so much. I mean, it has its warts, and I'm sure if I went back and played it now, I'd be like, whoa, some of this stuff does not hold up the way it held up. So many thermoses. Yeah, a lot of thermoses and batteries uh, that I've defined. But um, I loved it at the time. I love that Remedy, Remedy, Remedy makes games. There's like a a personality and a tone and a, a voice to their games that you don't get with a lot of developers, right? Like it, 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 any game that Remedy has ever made, you can tell it's a Remedy game. Um, and I love that. It controls the same way. Um, Justin, I'm really interested in your thoughts because like you, you've sent me like, you know, some text messages about how you're feeling about it, but now that you're done with it, um, obviously not spoiling anything, but what were your expectations going in and, and, and how did the game play out for you? This was my first remedy game since Max Payne two. Okay. I never played, uh, I never got to play Alan Wake and I always wanted to play quantum break and then saw that the reviews weren't great and just never got around to it. Um, this game is amazing. Like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for remnant, I'd be saying it's my game of the year. It still might mm-hmm. be. I haven't decided but as of right now, which one it's of the mine. two is yeah. going to win out that battle. Um, it's rare that a game takes me as early as control did. Uh, I'm a sucker for that type of supernatural FBI stuff. And I'll say one of the coolest things that they did was this game has a lot of collectibles, a lot. And I mean, most cases that's a huge drag but i was reading every single document that i came across mm-hmm. because they stitched together the thesis of that world like there is a weapon that you have and they call it the service weapon and that service weapon they have theories on and it's a document that you find that it has been around before um oh yes uh, i'm not gonna spoil i don't want to so like the hardest part about talking about this game is spoiling anything about it yeah because Everything about it is rad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get these abilities throughout the game, and it's not – the shooting in the game was whatever. It, it didn't feel very great to shoot the guns in the game, but all the abilities felt dope, mm-hmm. um, and they more than made up for it. And then the nice flow of switching between the two – because um, eventually you would run out of energy for your abilities and you switch to the gun. The gun replenishes ammo on its own. When the gun was out, you were back to your abilities. And every single combat arena I got into never felt like a chore. Even at the end of the game when they're throwing them at you a lot, it was exciting because, you know, you had basically near the end of the game, you unlock one of the abilities that lets you hover. And then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, now I have a completely new ability to use while I'm... Um, taking on all these different types of enemies that you see throughout the game all at once. And uh, I will say they do a lot of interesting things with licensed music. Mm. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they're very big. Guys, they're big on, they're big on that. They're big on the licensed w- music stuff. I, I will say there was one room I found and I don't know why this room was there. I don't think it's much of a spoiler, but there is a room that you go into and I notice it on the desk. There was an album cover and um you go through a door and it's one of those like soundproof rooms and there were two giant speakers on the wall and a chair in the middle of the room mm-hmm. and you just hit play and this song from a band i've never heard of comes <laughs> on and plays the entire song and then you walk out of the room and the lyrics are written on the chalkboard and then there was a an, like a a thing you could read a collectible and it was like did this song make you feel anything did you happen to see anything in the room with you when the song was playing and i like immediately downloaded the song because it was awesome 
Um, and then later they use some licensed music in very cool ways. Um, I mean, without spoiling anything, I will say like, if you like first or uh, third person action games, this game is for you. Like, I think it, it, it splits the difference of like a God of War and uh, something with guns. Um, <laughs> but there are just the ability like you know in god of war like everything felt cool right like all the abilities felt great that axe throw and return was really good and like oh yeah that's the thing that everyone remembers about god of war was like recalling the axe felt awesome and all the abilities and control feel like that they mm. all feel really good and it on console it runs like ass <laughs> <laughs> that's to put it that's to put it nicely i have a ps4 pro and it was it was okay it was, fine. It it was, was fine. okay coming out of any menu there was a bit of stuttering there was a lot yes. of pop in on like posters on the wall and like you want to go look at those posters because it just fills in more of the backstory of the world. Um, loading up from it, a control point was always a little stuttery. Yeah, what's odd is like if you were loading it from a control point to a control point that was in the same instance, it was instant. Like I was like, oh, did I actually move? <laughs> um, that was cool. And I, I'll say so far, all the side quests that I've done have been worthwhile. Mm -hmm. um, interesting interesting stories, interesting like boss battles. Um, there are, some of them are completely, um, skippable. Like, you know, you, you come across a person who's like, help me. And you're like, all right, I, ha I have to go do something, but I will come back and help you. <laughs> and like that person stayed in the back of my mind for a little while, the way they set this up. And mm -hmm. like immediately after I was done with what I had to do, I was like, I'm going back to this person and went on this crazy side quests, which led to another crazy side quests. Um, so I finished the game today. I roll credits and I'm going to go back in and get that platinum because mm. I'm enjoying being in that world and the way that the game ends. It's not one of those things. that's like, Hey, we reset the world for you. There's a reason that you're going back in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like knowingly after the end of the game. So good stuff. Yeah. Cool. I positively love control. I'm actually one trophy away from getting the platinum. I have to, get the rest of the abilities i think i'm like 11 ability points away so i'm doing uh some stuff justin had mentioned that you can miss uh sections of the game there was a whole um professor of the sciences that i had yet to meet after i we watched the credits roll and so now i've met them and i'm doing missions for them and i found a boss that i i didn't know that i needed to to go up against and stuff like that and it's like the game that keeps on giving uh for me i haven't played remnant so uh, maybe i'll the next time we get together i'll have more to say about that but uh control has just been really wild one of my favorite things about video games is that um i, I bought i bought this completely not knowing next to nothing about it uh not really having any expectations for it i saw the, the trailer on ps4 one day and saw the the walls kind of shifting around and and the architecture moving and i'm like well that's really cool that looks like, oh, it's the people that did Alan Wake. And I was immediately interested because like you said, Bobby, I absolutely love Alan Wake, what I remember of it anyway. And uh, so my wife was with me when I started the game and she was actually captivated by it as well. And so I wouldn't play it without her. And so I had a co-pilot for reading all the case files that Justin was talking about and all the collectibles and stuff. And we were together bouncing theories off of one another about what was going on in the game and when it got strange and stuff like that. And we were both pulled into it 
immediately. I fell in love with the aesthetic of the oldest house and how it warps and, and rearranges its architecture. Um, you reach control points. It opens up new areas of the game, stuff like that. I really dug the, they call them object of power levels. They're mm-hmm. kind of these platforming levels that you encounter when you're looking to grow, gain new abilities. And I believe there's actually DLC that's coming for the game that's going to be based around that. I think they're going to build uh, a couple of levels for you to solve, which I think will be fun. Uh, really love the cast of characters. Jesse isn't exactly like Ms. Personality all the time, but I like her dry wit. And sometimes when she's talking to herself, she's really, really funny. And I enjoy hearing kind of what's going on in my mind about the situation that I'm in reflected in her words to people. That's just an amusing thing for me. And um, you'll meet lots of different people uh, that work throughout the building that are all very quirky and like enigmatic and stuff like that. And they, they lead you down some pretty strange paths. Uh, there's lots of really cool videos to see. There's this weird puppet show called the threshold kids. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, definitely weird. Very weird. And like Justin was saying, that the, the powers just feel so good between the the shield and the evade and the seize <laughs> and launch and levitate and all of that stuff. When you get to like the final hours of the game and you put it all together and you're just kind of floating through the air, hucking things at people, whipping out your gun in whatever form you've chosen and everything, it's just... When the game is performing at its best, it looks incredible. There's definitely some chugging and some slowdown from time to time and stuff like that. But honestly, none of that stuff uh, deterred me from having fun with the game. It kind of just was like a small price that you were paying for as much fun as you were having with it elsewhere. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I, I feel like I understood a great deal of what was going on. It helped to uh, have two minds working at the same time. Uh, Bronwyn is far more intelligent than I am and able to absorb information and stories much quicker. So it was really cool to kind of have her in my corner. Uh, I do have a couple of nitpicks about the game, but Bobby, have you played this as well? I haven't finished it yet. Um, I've played a, a chunk of it um, and I'm pretty much in love with it so far. I think my only gripe with it, honestly, so far is I think the save... Not the same system, but the mm-hmm. checkpoint system is like weird. Checkpoint bad. It's like weirdly it's archaic. Like I don't understand why. Like I get having like checkpoints and, and those 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 are those like places of that you like you know you cleanse and they become like like places you can upgrade your stuff and like that. That's totally fine. But like, th- there's no reason why if I go and if I if I have a checkpoint and then I have to walk down like a long hallway and fight some dudes and go into a boss that if I die to that boss. I shouldn't just respawn at the boss instead of having to respawn at the checkpoint. Or if I beat a oh, boss, yeah. like I, I right, very, uh, this very at the very beginning when you first do your first boss fight, um, that like fl- that flying dude or whatever. Um, yeah, and then you go and you have to go to the phone, and there's like mm-hmm. that like precipice. I fell into the precipice because I thought, oh, I can just yep. I can just walk, and it respawned me at the checkpoint on the other side of the boss door. Where, and like it was fine to refight the boss or anything, but like I had to walk back through the room, walk back through that sec that, that control room, walk back down oh, the hallway, wait. you know, like just stuff wait. like that. It's just an, it's just annoying. Like, and I, I just I don't understand. I don't I, I don't understand the decision. That's probably what uh, the the biggest thing for me is. I don't understand why they did it. Um, but everything about the vibe I love, and 
you, we've mentioned like in passing the things, but read everything read yes. because not because you're going to miss like important gameplay details or whatever, but because every bit of flavor text in the game is wonderfully written and will add to your experience playing it from the very first thing you find when you like walk in that security checkpoint. And it's like, here are the things that aren't allowed to come into the federal federal bureau of control, smartphones, smart, you know, anything smart, a number two pencil, any, any object they can, can, can be considered like representative of a, of a time period or a section of your life. And you know, like, like, like a rubber duck or uh, you know, like stuff like that. Like I, I like they're just great writing in it um and uh i i just love the tone and, and love the stuff that's going on so far but my only gripe so far has really been the save system yeah i uh the save system was a bit of a thing for me i was a little frustrated and and correct me if i'm wrong but there are only two weapon slots correct two weapon slots yeah but you have but you have multiple forms you can switch that second right but yeah, yeah. The, having to having to pause the game and and switch things up Sometimes considering that the game does chug a little bit and slow down and get a little confused when you're going in and out of menus. Uh, I really wish that they had the like the directional where if you hit left, right, up or down, you would change the form of the gun. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I've been used to now for uh, for a bunch of stuff. And I mean, I found some you get mods throughout the game to mod yourself and your weapons. And some of them were really cool and some of them were really powerful and stuff like that. But a lot of them were just I, I came into so much fodder and it, it, it would have been it would have been really cool if I felt like like I didn't feel the need to switch up my character. I think I switched my character up twice, maybe three times throughout the entire experience that um, I just wish that that stuff maybe felt more necessary or mm. more important. Right. to the game but that's it i mean like and none of that stuff has detracted from me just having an absolutely amazing time with it and just being so taken by the world and and by the you know the mythology of the oldest house and the black pyramid and what's the deal with the brother and all of that stuff yeah it's a fascinating you know, really, game for sure. Yeah, really, really well executed. Yeah, all and uh, people should definitely check it out if you're if you if, if anything we've said has got you interested, definitely check it out. So those are the games we've been playing in the last month. Um, we're gonna go through uh, some of the stuff that is coming out in the next couple of months and see what we're really excited about. I mean, we're almost done with September <laughs> already. Um, so there's there's that. Um, I mean, Gears Five is already out. Um, we talked about Borderlands Three. Uh, Damon X Machina is out for the Switch r- right now. Uh, an interesting game called Greedfall is out right now. It's an RPG. It looks kind of like in the kind of Dragon Age form. Um, and there's a game called uh, Untitled Goose Game that oh, yeah. is out, I think, today, actually, um, which I it looks hilarious. And, and I'm excited to kind of check it out. Aren't you just a goose that terrorizes people? You are, game? yeah, and it looks Amazing. hilarious. <laughs> um, also, links in links awakening. Well, is tomorrow. that's what that was. The, that was the one I feel like we probably wanted to talk about a, a little bit more because I feel like that's one that we're probably all pretty excited about. Um, mm. So there's a remake of the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening that that it's coming out um, the twentieth, which is Friday, which is probably if you're not watching this live when you're when you're seeing this or hearing this. Um, yeah, it's a remake of the Game Boy title, a Zelda game I've never played. I've never really even 
seen any yeah, of it. Um, it's apparently weird as hell. <laughs> um, it's got like Mario characters in it and stuff. Um, characters from other Nintendo franchises. Kirby. Kirby's in it. Um, Whoa. But they uh, they remade it for the Switch with this like really, I think, fantastic tilt shifty looking um art style where it's still sort of like that over you know um isometric classic zelda view but they've made the characters 3d and sort of like a two in sort of like this flat um 2d world um not flat 2d world but like you know has the same sort of like layout of a a traditional zelda game like link to the past or whatever but um but it's got like a 3d uh characters and environments modeled um it looks like there is 2d uh, there is 2d sections in it which i didn't know i mean watching a a review today and i saw oh like side scrolling type of stuff oh okay interesting interesting (laughs) but the character the characters still have that 3d model to them yeah nice so i'm excited because the Zelda game I've never played, which which I've never even, I've never even seen a moment of honestly, except for a couple of clips I've seen since mm-hmm. this has been announced. Um, and I am definitely in the mood to play a Zelda game right now. Uh, I'm fascinated because the only Zelda game Justin has ever played is Breath of the Wild. True story. Um, which is <laughs> like. It's amazing and should be the way Zelda is for a while, but it's not anything like any of the old Zelda games, really. Um, so I'm curious, Justin, are you excited about this? And if you are, why are you excited about it? I'm really excited about it. Um, it's, I mean, no one's really played this game, so I don't feel <laughs> left out for a change. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I think the um, the art style is adorable and i'm in the mood to play something like this but i'm really excited because this will be jorah's first zelda game okay and so he's really excited about it um and we're gonna play this thing together i think that's awesome and so yeah i've got it got it paid off gonna pick it up tomorrow and he's like hey we're gonna play link's awakening tomorrow right (laughs) and i'm like yeah absolutely as long as you don't get too close to me (laughs) the time has come the time has come for Um, zelda so yeah it's uh I'm, i'm I think it looks really cool. Even if it, if it wasn't for Jorah, I'd still be picking this up and playing it because I've started playing Zelda games in the last year or so. So mm-hmm. why not, right? Do we have a price for this? It's sixty bucks. It's full full price game. Full, full price, price game. Full price game. Full price game. It cost me hundred bucks <laughs> so far. <laughs> no, I was. It's not like I wasn't going to pick it up for myself. I totally am. Yeah, I've never played it either. Uh, really looking forward to it a lot. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's the only game left this month. I mean, where the game is almost the month is almost over, but that's the game left this month that I'm I'm really excited about. Uh, it's been a it's been a little bit of a it's been a bad month, but none of the games that have come out like have set me on fire. The like the end of August was crazy for like the the games that that came mm-hmm. out, like Fire Emblem coming out and uh, Remnant coming out and um control. control coming out like all those games coming out like in august were, 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 were was nuts um and september i think has been a little bit dry in comparison but zelda will be a banger to end the month uh for sure <laughs> um and, and then we're gonna break into october um which is gonna bring some interesting stuff to the table um so we've got some 
you know, co-op multiplayer stuff. And, and if any of these things are really exciting to you guys, please break in and, and, and say so. But uh, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep comes out at the beginning of October. was really supposed to be end of September. got pushed um, mm. to, into October. Latest expansion. It brings a couple of interesting things to the Destiny world, which we'll go over very quickly, which is that uh, base Destiny 2 through um, everything up to Forsaken is going to be free now. Um, it's going oh, free. Wow. It's going free to play. Um, and they were kind of, they're kind of flattening out, um, the barriers to, to play the game. So, um, if you get, you know, I think they're, what are they calling it? Justin, the, something of the light destiny to light edition. A, yeah. I, I can't remember the name of it. It's something, it's something with the word light in it. <laughs> um, uh, so essentially, um, it's going to make it so you play the opening sort of like, you know, uh, setup mission um, from Destiny 1. Uh, like you're going to find your ghost. You're, if, you're, if you're starting brand new, you're going to find wow. your ghost. You're going to run the first mission. There's, all, there's going to be like Destiny 1 stuff to run, like uh, that opening mission. And then you're going to go to the tower. And then from there, you can pretty much decide to play anything you want. Um, and it will actually kind of like do more sort of like flattening of levels and, and letting people play who are, are wildly different levels together. Um, and you can play any story content you want. You don't have to do it in order. You don't, you just pick a mission and you go, um, shadow keep, uh, sorry. Um, forsaken, which was last year's expansion is still going to be a paid thing. You have to buy, uh, mm. forsaken, um, and shadow keep obviously is the, the new thing, but you don't no, you no longer need, like you're not going to need to buy Forsaken to play Shadowkeep, which is a different thing, right? Than has ever been in these in Destiny before. You've always had to like lead up to the content that that is out. You don't have to do that anymore. So they're trying to t pull down the barriers for new people to get in. Also, everybody when you, if you get Shadowkeep is going to get like that. Like, hey, now you're max level. Like you can just go play everything in Shadowkeep. You don't have to like level up if you just played through like the story of forsaken and didn't you know level your light up throughout the year or whatever now you can just go ahead and play uh okay yeah that Shadow was my Keep. concern because yeah i'm i'm so woefully behind everyone <laughs> else has continued to play that game yeah so they flattened it all out um sounds like some interesting stuff they're they're making a lot of changes they're um now that they're independent from activision it seems like they're they're really starting to uh probably make destiny to the game they kind of always wanted it to be um so i'm interested in it definitely i just like at this point what is it now this is the sixth year of destiny in, yeah. in general four more to go uh, um I, I i can only get so excited but um it's one of those games that still feels amazing to play so interested in it but that's the different that's what's coming up with shadow keep um uh they're going back to the moon that's another thing too the moon hasn't been in destiny 2 you're going back to the moon uh from from the, <laughs> to the first game uh ghost recon breakpoint is coming out as well which is a game that um i'm sort of interested it's another game where i'm like i i'm like i'm sort of interested in it but like no no sort of pull to play it but uh seems like it's going to do some cool changes on the ghost recon uh wildlands format uh concrete genie which seems like a really out there vr game for psvr um Ooh. as another thing that's that, that's coming out in october look, is it all is it also out of vr as well or I, is it all vr i am not sure about that justin i've only heard I, them heard them talk about it in like vr context so look, it could very very well be concrete genie is the name of the game what's uh, the game about because i would love 
an excuse to dust off. It's my, like a uh, tag. It's like a. It's kind of like a. I know there's like spray painting involved, like tagging involved in it. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's got a really awesome look and vibe to it. Um, they've shown you know it we a need? couple of times, but we need Jet Set Radio Future VR. That's that, what we need. That would be very cool. I don't know if Concrete Genie is quite that, but it has like a very vibrant art style. So you probably get some of those, those, take a look. those vibes from it. Um, I was, oh, this play, looks cool. I was meant to play that game that came out for V, uh, that London studio, uh, blood and something, blood and Chrome. I don't know what it was called. Um, it was like a, like a first person action and shooter game. Um, it seemed like it was gonna be pretty cool. This VR mode, gorgeous. uh, VR mode included. Oh, okay. So it is, it is both. It's both. Um, cause when they, when they like announced it, they, they, they pitched it very heavily in, in, for the, for the VR aspect of it. Uh, so those are like kind of the quick hits for October. Um, Steve, I know there is a game in October that you are very excited about. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a terrified Italian man <laughs> in a haunted that hotel. Would be luigi's mansion three yes let's go (laughs) i am so i don't know if i mentioned this on the last podcast but when i was moving to canada i was packing up my apartment and everything and one of the last things that i did was i actually purposefully left my gamecube out and kept my tv hooked up and on like maybe the third to last night before I left, before I packed up the rest of the stuff, I actually played through the first Luigi's Mansion from beginning to end, uh, 100% style, and just had a ball with <laughs> that. And really dug the one for the uh, the 3DS that came out. But uh, Luigi, like Luigi's Mansion on the Switch, I'm I'm there. Like those are my <laughs> Halloween plans. Like I'm really glad that we have our Halloween party the weekend before so that I don't have anything else to do that I can just pick that up on day 1 and that's the way I'm going to spend my Halloween. I'm going to listen for the door, give the kids their candy, and then it's right back to Luigi's Mansion <laughs> 3. I'm so pumped. Uh I have never played a Luigi's Mansion <gasps> game. Oh you don't know the power of the vacuum and the the only egad. egad the only the only elite dimensions like adjacent thing i've ever played was that like mini game in nintendo land for the wii oh, u yes. um, which yep. i had fun with uh i've always loved the concept and i'm a, i'm a big luigi fan so i'm i'm looking forward to it I justin that. what what uh the only luigi's mansion i've ever played is in an arcade in Orlando. Whoa. Wow. They have an arcade machine, like a light gun game with the vacuums. Oh, wow. That sounds and awesome. That's how I knew that Jorah wouldn't be terrified by the ghosts. <laughs> so when we played it last year. I he was think like into I played it. that in Spaceplex. <laughs> still open. Spaceplex. That was a long time ago. It's like the last gasps of that place. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they had that in there. Wow. I haven't thought about that in years. Um, is Jorah excited about it, Justin? Yeah, he's pumped for it. Um, I know he used to be used to be all about Luigi. Yeah, God, when the kid first started getting into video games, it was Luigi and nothing else. So it's like, <laughs> you, know many, you know how many Mario games you have to beat as Mario just to play as Luigi? Yeah, you have to do a lot of playing of a game before you can play as Luigi. <laughs> uh, he got over that. But yeah, he's excited for Luigi's Mansion. I'm excited for it. I've That's never awesome. really played one either. So it's another game that we'll be playing together. And uh, yeah, it's cool. 
it's cool. They're wonderful. If it's anything like the other two, you're going to have a blast with it. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, though, every now and again, that game has made me jump <laughs> because the ghosts will disappear in the room and you think you know where they are, but they're not They're They're behind you. And it's more it's more of an audio than visual thing that when they pop up, they make these spooky sounds and it comes sometimes sometimes it comes out of nowhere. And it's made me jump on more than one occasion. It's good times. Fantastic. Just remember Cannot this, wait. Steve, terrified of Luigi's Mansion. It's on record. Oh, dude. <laughs> like my, my apartment all packed up, everything looking all stale and gray and like dying memories. And I'm sitting there with Luigi's Mansion. And this giant yellow ghost pops into the room from beneath a, a friggin' uh, what do they call it? Not an apron. Uh, tablecloth. Mm. Never mind. Let's move on. Steve's Bring. looking in the corners of his apartment and he's like, Mario? <laughs> yeah. Mario! <laughs> do, uh, they do stuff to the music, to like the classic music. <laughs> they make it all haunty and everything and it's so good. <laughs> you run into Toad and he's petrified and he's like, oh, you gotta get me the hell out of here, yeah. man. Toad's always scared, though. <laughs> yeah, you find him in an outhouse at one point. Um, so good. That's cool, yeah. We, October's a banger. Um, sorry, Justin, yes. I was going to say, how long until we see Gooigi in Smash? Uh, I don't know. They come out as a what's it, what the the, the uh, mirror fighter, right? Yeah, that, uh, that's where they should put him in as. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's something they should do. Put put Gooigi in Smash, cowards. Um, so the other game coming in October that's uh, that's interesting to talk about here is the Outer Worlds, right? Outer Worlds. I'm saying that outer correctly. Worlds. Okay. Yes. Um, not the Outer Wilds. Not the Outer Wilds. The Outer Worlds, the new game from Obsidian Entertainment, famous for um, Fallout New Vegas, uh, among other other RPGs. Um, and uh, yeah, this is like a Fallout-ish um, RPG set in space where corporations have sort of like taken over and they, they run planets and... and <laughs> You're going out there, you know, making decisions for good or evil. You know, the classic, like, am I going to am I going to be nice? Am I going to be mean type of type of uh, game? Fascinating because it's coming to Game Pass on day one. Um, their Obsidian is owned by Microsoft now, but this game is going to be published on every platform. But it's going to be day one on Game Pass. So it makes it a very easy in, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, Justin, I know that you are excited about this game. Yep. Tell me why you're excited about the game, but tell me why you are less excited to be getting it for free on Xbox. Man, you do me wrong like that. <laughs> Looking, I have a thing. I like getting trophies on PlayStation. If this was not coming to Game Pass, there's zero chance I'd be playing it on Xbox. <laughs> but it's free, so I can't turn that down. Um, Don't lie, though. Have there been were there moments where you thought about buying it on PS4 anyway? Yes, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that because there's a lot of games to buy this uh, this yeah. fall. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I always like the Fallout games, um, problems and all. Uh, and so this is basically Fallout in space. Mm -hmm. But I'll say the what, I mean, they've been pretty out there with saying like, hey, it, this may look like it. Um, but it's not going to be the length of it. I think they said this is like a 30 hour campaign. Yeah. It's not the scope. This is not like, Hey, there's this giant world that you can, you know, that takes like an hour to walk across. Like it's not, you see a mountain, you can go to it type of game, but it has like the, some of the personality, let's say, and the mechanics yeah. of a fallout game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's enough for me. Like I dig space games. So 
seeing uh, those systems in another game um, in space with this cool looking story and some of the weapons that they've showed have been really cool. And I mean, I would be in there day one, but since we're technically getting it for quote unquote free, like there's no question, like I'm super jazzed to be playing, uh, to be getting my hands on this thing. Yeah, it seems cool. I mean, for me, it's it, the Game Pass thing is great because I don't know if I would, I, I feel like I would have waited for a sale or something. Like if, if it had been just like out normally, um, or I would have borrowed it from Justin after he had finished playing it. <laughs> True story. Um, but now I, I, I can just play it, which is, which is awesome. Um, mm. I, 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 I I'm curious about it. Like, I, I think the trailers have been interesting and, and fun. And, um, the, 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 and the fact that it's, they say it's only a 30 hour game makes me much more likely to have any chance of ever finishing it. Cause if it was a fallout game, fallout length game. There's no way I would finish it. So also true story. So there you go. Do you, can I, I, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. I have not done anything with my Xbox one since sunset overdrive. That's a long time, Steve. Yes. Extremely long time. <laughs> Right. So it said Overdrive should have been on the top five games of the year list <laughs> way back when. My question is: we my, like Diablo on. Are you are you paying for both Xbox Live and Game Pass? Are, are those stacked yes. expenditures? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, but it, they they do a thing called um, Game Pass oh, Ultimate, which yeah. It, it concludes Game Pass for Xbox, Game Pass for PC, and Xbox Live, um, and it's $15 a month. So you're paying basically $5 a month for Xbox Live, um, $10 a month for Game Pass. So you're getting the PC Game Pass basically for free in, in that package. You have an Xbox it's almost inexcusable at this point not to have game pass. Yeah. yeah but it, I don't even turn it on. Yeah. That's I, I mean, I know. Like yes. accident the other day. I was disappointed. <laughs> like they just, they're just, uh, they're adding, what is it? Bloodstains. Bloodstains got add No, it's now it's today. Now. Yeah. yeah Bloodstains like, on there now. Um, Seaford, he has bloodstains. So it doesn't matter. That I was, I was interested in void bastards. I know that was on there. Yeah. Outer wild is on there. Outer I mean, wild is on there, which I still haven't played, which is the, the, the other game besides remnant that I'm salty about not having uh, invested myself in, but I want, I, I wish that it would come to PS4. Yeah. All their first party games are obviously on there. Day one, Sea of Thieves, Gears five, all those games are on there. Day one. Um, I'd like to play that too. Uh, and uh, what was the, Oh, Blair Witch was on there. Day one. Um, uh, the Outer Wilds will be their day one. Yeah. The Outer Worlds will be their day the one. one. Uh, that game, Creature in the Well, that like pinball based oh, really? like, action game, was on their day one. So Slay the Spire is Slay there. The Spire is there. They have a lot of they have a, they get a lot of indies. It's it's a great service. It's a freaking great service. So all the Banner Saga too. games are there, and those games are awesome. Yeah, they, they have mm-hmm. a, a good back catalog too of games. Uh, it's 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 a great service. Um, and at E3, you know, they were they showed a ton of games that were coming to Game Pass Day One, a ton of indie mm-hmm. games as well, like After Party and a few of those other games. So, um, it's it's a great it's a great service to have. And the good thing about it too is if you have, even if you just have the PC, if you want to get PC Game Pass, there's different mm-hmm. games on both. So, um, yeah, that's uh it's cool in that way. Um, but yeah, no P- no PC games for Steve. So <laughs> spend way too much time writing for Joe blow to <laughs> sit at my desk any longer than my normal. Uh, it makes sense. It makes Talk sense. Um, so, uh, Oh, I want to say 
Complete the quest in the Twitch chat says, I'm a longtime fan of talking games. Glad to see you guys back in action. Appreciate hey. it. Appreciate it. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. So let's 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 pass from <laughs> spooky October to uh mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. which uh I think has a couple of the games that I'm most excited for that are coming out this year. Um but just let's talk about the games quickly that uh or just kind of like on like the maybe we'll play these this list and again like I said if if anything comes up just uh just interrupt me um I lost it because I moved this thing too far down there we go uh <laughs> Need for Speed Heat comes out um in in November uh I feel like maybe it's their last chance to put out a Need for Speed game since the last that's couple why, have been so bad that's why I'm interested in it yeah because the last couple have been brutal and I keep waiting for them to get it right yeah. Um, and everything they're saying about it seems right. So we'll wait and see. But that's why it's it has my interest because I like those games and I'm just waiting for the right one to come along. I like the, I'll say this, I like the logo treatment quite a bit. <laughs> yes. I like the colors and the vibe and like the neon thing that they're doing. Um, it's not an 80s thing though, right? It's just, it, it just sort of, they sort of like evoke it. But yeah, but it's not an it's not an 80s thing. It's yeah. not like 80s cars. What's neat is like they're doing like a day night cycle, kind of like yeah. dying light, mm-hmm. like the races and the AI gets harder at night. Interesting. Um, and the cops get harder at night. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm like hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic, but I've been burned on Need for Speed many a time. Fascinating. Fascinating. Mm. Um, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out Yo. in November. <laughs> Uh, I've never I saw that another game. I've never, never played a Pokemon game before. Never. Um, and I, I, I think I'm going to try to play this one, but again, it's like a million hour long game. So yes. I just don't know if it is going to happen, but it never ends if you play it right. It's true. Um, but I'm sure that, well, uh, former talk, speaking of talking games, former talking games, which Kelsey Lavati is probably very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare comes out as well. Um, don't adjust your your earphones. That is the name of the game, even though a game has co- sort of been called that before. It's not a remake of Call of Duty for Modern Warfare. Um, it's its own new game. Um, but it does have returning characters, and, and it's kind of like a reboot reimagining of that series from a from a lore perspective, I, I guess. Um, but, you know, obviously the, the story and stuff is the, the secondary to the multiplayer. Um, and uh, I am not excited about it, though Justin tells me I, I have to play it. So... <laughs> it's true. I only really... I, am, I only played... I excited about it. I only played Black Ops 4 because it had a Battle Royale mode. This doesn't seem like it has a Battle Royale mode. Yeah, Justin still wants to play it. Of course I want to play it. I like shooting people. <laughs> also, even though it doesn't have a Battle Royale mode, they've hinted around Spec Ops. Yeah, Spec Ops yeah, is something I would be excited about. Yeah, if they bring back Spec Ops, I'm excited about it. And like, I, I ended up spending an absurd amount of time in that multiplayer last year, and I got pretty decent at it again. You did, so, you did play a lot of the regular multiplayer. You did. It was like the first time I ever cared about getting the gun skins and stuff. The gun skins in Black Ops 4 were pretty cool. They had, they, some, were. they had some pretty cool gun skins. I don't know if you're going to see like sparkly unicorn gun skins in the modern warfare game since they've been like touting how like r- this shit just got real. <laughs> so, <I don't, laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I played a little of that two V two beta, which was interesting. Um, 
I say interesting because I don't know if I would really call it fun, but um, uh, the open beta is this weekend, correct? Yeah. So yes. you get a chance to play that if you, on any platform right now. So if you want to download that, you can absolutely do that. Um, and uh, yeah, so here's we have we have three games that are coming out in the rest of November that I think we're probably different varied levels of excited about. Um, Justin, I'm gonna let you pick what we talk about first. Death Stranding, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, or Doom Eternal. Let's talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, so, Justin, why are you excited about Star Wars? It's from Respawn, so I was interested, mm-hmm. instantly excited about it because it's a Respawn game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed that like 15-minute gameplay demo, and I was like, okay, so they're making Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Ooh. That's fine by me. Like, I'm here for cool visuals and lightsabers. Like, I could do that. I can get down with that. I like Uncharted. Um, I'll say a lot of the commentary about that, people were like, oh, I was kind of hoping that it was something else. And apparently it is. Yeah. Apparently they take a, they take a lot of inspirations from Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Which really? people are like, why didn't they lead off with this stuff? Yeah, like there's a lot of the combat in it isn't as simple as it looks. Like you can, there's a lot of parrying and like, I forget what they called it in Sekiro, like, oh, death blows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like you're waiting for your moment to do that type of stuff. Um, Carterizing. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing the limb stuff with people. Probably not because Disney's got control of it. <laughs> um, but. Everyone that I follow in the games industry who got to go to that closed door demo came away saying, like, I am much more interested in this game now. And they wished that this was the type of stuff they showed uh, instead of the very linear um, thing. And apparently it's also not super linear. Like you Mm -hmm. get on your ship and go to a couple of different planets at any time. It's more open than it looks. Yeah. So (laughs) bad marketing. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, So, yeah, like I'm excited for it like obviously this was a game that was not star wars when they started working on it and then when ea got the licensing for star wars respawn was just like okay we're gonna reskin this Mm -hmm. but it looks like that may work out yeah so yeah i'm I'm really excited for that apparently whatever like this was this like prototype was the reason why ea ended up buying respawn like it was like the thing that put them over the edge and then they were like you should make this a star wars game (laughs) um so, yeah, like like I said, I think they showed that demo. And I think I was texting with you, Justin. I was like, yeah, I mean, it looks fine. Like, I'll play it. I mean, as long as it's like for me with Star Wars games, it's always just like, is it a cool Star Wars story? If it is, then like I can sit through some like sort of benign gameplay to get through it. Like I played I played like, you know, The Force Awakens, The Force Awakens, The Force Unleashed um, and loved that first game, even though like the gameplay isn't amazing, but I love the, the story it was telling. Um, but then apparently like he said, like they did a demo and like, everyone's like, why didn't you show this stuff? So all that stuff sounded really cool. And it sounds like they're, they're kind of going places that I wouldn't expect. So I'm definitely into try and, and play the star Wars game. I mean, I was going to play it anyway. It's a star Wars game and they don't get a lot of those, especially not a lot of good ones, but, um, and I do love respawn, but, uh, yeah, it seems like something that's actually going to maybe be very, very cool. Uh, All right. Yeah. Steve, are you going to, did we just cost you another $60? No, I don't think so. Um, (laughs) I'm not exactly the biggest Star Wars guy. And that'll be a, like, if you come back to me and you start telling me stuff like you told me with Remnant in Mm -hmm. terms of it being like, even though you're anticipating something different, that it's surprisingly cool Mm -hmm. and there's 
you know, a level of depth to it that people weren't anticipating. That definitely makes me more interested. But looking at the list of games that I, I hope to purchase before the end of the year, there are going to have to be sacrifices. Right. And uh, unfortunately, that falls onto that list for now. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say let's talk about Doom Eternal. Yes. Um, rip and tear. Rip and tear. Uh, Doom 2016, he, again, huge surprise. We're talking about surprises. Uh, ended up being one of my favorite shooters probably of all time. Uh, and this sequel looks like it's taking all the stuff that was great about that game and going a whole bunch of other crazy places. Um, Steve, I know you're a big fan of the first one. What about you've seen this one has made you as excited, more excited? How, how are you feeling? To be honest with you, man, I don't think that I've seen a damn thing <laughs> for this game. They have got me on name alone. And from the experience of the first game alone was so satisfying and so frantic and fresh and harried and the speed that was the, the thing that attracted me to the uh 2016 doom was the speed of it and how fluid it was and moving from enemy to enemy and smashing them in the face or you know jabbing their gun uh, your gun down their throat and stuff like that and moving on to the next enemy and it all flowed so well that game was so well executed that you could have told me that that studio was doing whatever game and I would probably be a blind buy for me because that's how much fun I had with the 2016 Doom. The idea that I'm hearing whispers of them or people just outright telling me that it's it looks like the the 2016 Doom but cranked up to 11, I, I don't need to see anything to throw my money in their face <laughs> and pick that up on day one. Yeah. So just to give you a, a, a little bit of a thing. Um, yeah, tell me about it. Uh, just a little anecdote there in one of the trailers they showed, uh, was it E3 Justin with the cannon? Yeah. So, uh, basically doom, the doom slayer needs to get from one place to another. Um, and he is, you know, on this platform with this BFG cannon, uh, <laughs> and he loads himself into the cannon and fires himself down <laughs> Yep, on the that planet. sounds about right. Uh, and I was just like, this is just perfectly what this game needs to be. Um, the first game was just so uh, surprising, additionally, because it was kind of funny and it had platforming and it had secrets and it just like, it almost had like a puzzle nature to like the way you were like, um, and an economy, the way you're dealing with, like, when you chose to go in and melee versus when you chose to use a chainsaw, when you chose to use whatever, because these different, yeah. using different things would refill different, you know, different uh, things that you needed, like fuel for your chainsaw, or it give you yeah. ammo, or it give you health. It was just a very interesting game, you know, and it wasn't it as... Was super strategic. Super strategic, and it wasn't as flat as, you know, you would expect sort of like a corridor shooter to be, you know, Um and this game seems to be going even even farther than that. So I, I really can't wait. It's so funny because Justin finishes like every game that he starts playing for the most part, even games he doesn't really like. And he didn't finish Doom. True. It's crazy. There's something about it I just didn't really like very much. And I can't really give you a reason why. Maybe it just wasn't the right time for me to be playing it. I'm not sure. Something frustrated me and I just like and I walked away from it. But I'll play this. Um, I'll borrow it from Bobby. I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited. Uh, there's only one other game I am more excited about. 
then Doom Eternal, and that game is called Death Stranding. Uh, I have no idea what this game is. <laughs> Did you watch that? No clue. That forty-nine minute long or eighty minute long. I'm at the point through? now where I, I'm not. I'm on like radio silence with it okay. because everything. Yeah. Every time I see anything at it about it, I get a little bit more like a little more frustrated. It looks like it's <laughs> moving away from what the original trailers were about. Like. If I don't get to go into some weird London underground with skeletons passing me next to a tank, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be annoyed. Oh, you will, you will. But I, I think because I think everything they've shown since those initial trailers has been very <sighs> gameplay focused. It hasn't really been like, hey, here's like, there's been a couple cutscenes, but it hasn't been like those like major like in-game moment cutscenes. And I think they're doing yeah. that because they're because. So IGN has translated the 80 minute long presentation Kojima gave at TGS. <laughs> um, of course he did. And, and they talked about, he talks about at the beginning. He goes like, okay, this is 80 minutes of gameplay, but we've cut it and we've actually altered it because we've cut out, like there's cut scenes that happen that we cut out because we didn't want things to get spoiled. So they're hiding things at this point. They're holding back more than they're showing, even when they're showing big chunks of, of stuff. Um, and it's really funny in that, in that demo, he's talking to like the host or whatever that comes out and he's talking about the game and she says to him, the more you tell me, the less I feel like I know about this game. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> um, but you know, th there is a lot of like, from what it's seeming like, there's a lot of mechanics of how you get around the world. Like there's a lot put into like. Like your uh, giant backpack that Sam carries around, like you have to like arrange it and you have to like, like there's like a center of gravity to like what's how you're weighted. And like if you're too heavy, you have to like use the left and right bumpers to like help yourself balance better and, and, and all this kind of stuff. Have um, they showed any um any gameplay in an areas that's not that grassy mountain area? No, it's pretty much as all they're showing is the grassy mountain stuff. Okay. Um, but th th this, that is like classic Kojima tactic of like how he shows his games off because I mean, you, you it, it, you're, we are lucky that he's being not lucky, but it is, it is novel that he's being completely honest about what he's showing for the most part, which is he's telling you he's leaving stuff out that he's holding stuff back. Usually just flat out lies to you about what, about what you're seeing. I mean, famously for metal gear solid two, there was literally, he literally took out like the, the riding character who was the main character of the game, the surprise main character of the game and put the model of solid snake into, into scenes that he wasn't actually that. in, in the game. So, so, so it would look like there was other things that he was in. Um, you know, famously like when Phantom pain was announced, it wasn't even announced as a metal gear game. It was announced as like another studio, like doing a game just called the phantom pain. Um, so, all that shit is like there. Um, that game rules. Uh, it does rule. It does rule. Um, yeah. I am, I am very excited, but mostly because it's been what thirty years that he's been basically making Metal Gear games. I mean, he's gone off. He's made other things along the way, but that has been like the focus of his life. And this is him starting a new story with new characters and new bullshit. And I'm <laughs> very much excited to see what the bullshit is. <laughs> uh, because 
I sat through a lot of Metal Gear games that weren't that great to play just for the bullshit. It wasn't until Metal Gear 5 that the games actually were like really fun to play, like, you know, as a shooter or as a stealth game. Um, so I am just really here for the bullshit and very excited to see what it's all about. <laughs> I will say, I'm dude, the weird. I, Justin, you tell me what you think and Steve, you too. That monster, have you seen the monster they've been showing off? Like that oil monster that has the tentacles on its face? Only no, no. in the, uh, the, the CG trailer that they showed like a year ago. Like I really have been okay. on radio silence with gameplay. Yeah, play. same here. So they showed like this, like it, it, I don't know. It looks like a. I mean, an elephant-sized like monster that like that Sam's fighting. He's like throwing grenades at it and stuff. And in that moment, you can really see the, I guess, the telltale signs of that the engine, like the Decima engine, the Horizon engine, because it has like a Horizon monster sort of like vibe to it, like the That's way cool. it moves and like it has like its eye is like a light. So it looks like one of those, like, you know, those, like, I don't know, robot dinosaurs from Horizon in, in, in some ways. Neat. Um, but, yeah, there's some – they've shown us some gameplay in, like, the most recent trailers where it looks a little bit more like – one of them looks like you're almost, like, in, like, a World War One bunker or something like that, okay. you know. So they, they've showed – so there's some snowy areas, stuff like that, but very quick. Like, the bulk of the – like, the 79-minute the gameplay demo or whatever that he showed was basically him – in that grassy area, walking from one city to another. Um, but if you watch that, um, if you watch the briefing trailer, I guess, I think it's called, um, that very much gives you sort of like the basic gist of not the plot of the game, but like the mechanical drive of the game, like why, who Sam is like from like a vocational perspective and what his mission like is as far as like why he's going off and doing like, these things. Um, pulling you know, ladders out of his pocket. Yeah. Like pulling ladders out of his pocket. You know, it's your classic strand game, you know, like that, that <laughs> famous genre that we've all seen many games from. Um, uh, yeah, but, um, we'll see. I, I, it's just like you, Justin, I'm curious about, how the stuff we saw when the game was first being like announced and, and was very much seemed like an apple in like Kojima's eye and not a real video game. Like how that stuff ties into what we've seen so far, as far as like the yeah. stuff that looks like a video game, you know? So, um, I'm sure it's there, you know, um, there will be plenty of cutscenes in this video game. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Get comfortable. <laughs> and they will be long. They're literally, is like an hour long cutscene at the end of Metal Gear Solid Four, like oh yeah, you doesn't it's an hour. There was a <laughs> forty five minute one. Who's a sec? That's a long cutscene. Those are long yeah, cutscenes. I, I it was it was hilarious. I, I I just kept going and I was like, all right, I guess this is what I'm doing tonight. Watching Yakuza Six. Um, but yeah, man, Death Stranding. It's out. Uh. Soon, like a month and a half. November fifth. Yeah, November fifth or ninth, yeah. eighth, whatever. But it's eighth. not like a month and a half. Um, which for a game that I assumed would never come out, for it to be coming out on November eighth is crazy. We uh, talked about that game the day it got announced on the Talking Games podcast. The three of us. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It was right after E three. Long. It was a long time ago. Twenty sixteen, I believe the game was announced in. Honestly, not that short of a turnaround from 
a game that wasn't even a game at the time it was announced. They didn't even have a studio or yeah. an engine. So yeah. They really did turn this thing around. Yeah. Um, and he even said that back then. He's like, I don't want to spend seven years making games <laughs> anymore. And he, he kept to his, his word in that. But Although I wonder how much Sony's open checkbook contributed to that thing getting done. Quick. I'm sure it helped. <laughs> I, uh, I will say that the Death Stranding announcement was one of my finest E3 predictions of ever. Because beforehand, I said, they're going to bring Kojima out. He's going to be like, oh, welcome to welcome to PlayStation. I'm, I'm working on something. And then he's going to show like a quick CG trailer of whatever it was and then walk out. And it was like, no, that's not going to happen. And it fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, big, the biggest shot call they've ever had. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's that's there's nothing really coming out all in december like usually every year there's like a but usually there's like a couple of things like a far cry (laughs) you know or like some nintendo game comes out in december like smash brothers was last year in december yeah it was last year in december and then a couple years ago it was something else nothing this year um i guess there are still directs to happen we are getting our uh i doubt be something for december but there is like a uh, playstation state of play thing happening next week i think um yes. so we'll probably get I, i'm assuming that's going to be a last of us two focused thing and they're going to be like it's coming out in april or march or whatever like that's oh, my that's my guess of 2022 yeah <laughs> that john wick game comes out in october oh yeah they announced that, they announced that today um that, that it was coming out in october uh, john wick hex hex yeah it's like a it's like a turn turn-based game right it's like, a, like an XCOM, XCOM type of thing right yeah i thought it was more than that i didn't think it was completely turn-based there is it's something it's something it's some sort of strategy game because that was like the idea was like you know you think it'd be a crazy action game but the point of john wick is like he's it's so just, it's a strategy game yeah yeah it's a strategy game so have you guys watched those movies oh yeah yeah those movies okay. are great just, make, just making sure <laughs> we watched the third one together in the theaters the th- a third so third one's good. my least favorite one Yes, agreed. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um. It feels like the third one jumped a shark. <laughs> it just got a little bit too. <laughs> the ending of John Wick Three is absolutely freaking out of control. <laughs> and as much as those movies tried to like stray the line between too much and like this is plausible, <laughs> the ending of John Wick Three it, it, like it completely throws plausible out the window, and we're like, and eh, we're just going for it. Yeah, um, horses and everything. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, so we're 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 gonna get out of here quickly before we do that. We're getting out the weekend. Uh, Justin, what are you gonna play this weekend? Ooh, um, I'm gonna play that Call of Duty uh, uh, yes. beta, uh, and I'm probably gonna try and knock out the platinum and control, and maybe I can set you and Andy down to finally play Gears. Justin, I tried the other night you had to go watch football okay <laughs> okay it wasn't it wasn't a thing i knew it had to do trust me where do you think i would have rather been <laughs> justin's a jets fan so it was not good it was not a good night for the jets um oh, like all nights uh yeah and then you were like sick so how what 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 don't blame me don't blame me i'm not blaming <laughs> you i'm just saying I'm going to play Mandy since he's not here to defend yeah, himself. Yeah, play Mandy. I totally would. I'll, I'm right, I'll, I'll play Gears. I mean, we'll build. What is it going to be? An eight-hour game? <laughs> we'll, we'll knock it out fast. Are you going to make us play it on, like, Nightmare Mode or whatever? Not Nightmare, but one up from... I've read that the correct way to play Gears in co-op is one up from the normal difficulty. Uh, okay. that That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Justin's nice. always like, oh, we're going to play this game. Can we play it on like super duper ridiculously hard? Okay, great. I like a, I like a challenge, okay? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hey, we did beat that Remnant boss on hard. We did. So, you know, you can when you re-roll the adventure modes in, in, in uh, Remnant, you can set the difficulty. And we did hard. It was with Justin. And then Andy and I played without Justin. And I, we were supposed to play Gears and he was watching football. And I was like... <laughs> And he says it's not his fault we haven't played Gears yet. Um, he's in the chat. Um, he, um, uh, Andy and I were like, I was like, Andy, what do you want to play it on? He's like, he was like, oh, definitely normal. <laughs> he's like, I don't. Justin's not here. We're not playing it on hard. I was like, okay, I agree just with wanted you. To, just 100%. wanted to try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, what are you playing this weekend? Uh, I too will pick up that platinum in Control. And honestly, I was going to say that I'll dig farther into Borderlands 3, but I might have to pick up Remnant and uh, give it a try. Do it, man. You'll, you, will not, you will not be sorry. You'll not be sorry I'm at all. I'm thinking about it. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, me, myself, I'm going to play some Control. Uh, I'm going to apparently be playing some Call of Duty. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe some Gears of War 5. Gears 5. Not of War, just Gears now. Gears just five, gears. just gears five. Um, that's what I'm, I'm going to be playing. And then, uh, I'm going to, uh, buy that Zelda game. I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to play it though. Oh, that's right. That comes out tomorrow. I'll tell you when I get, I'll get a chance to play it on Wednesday night, right on this, this Twitch channel. Hey, <laughs> Legend of Zelda links awakening. It'll force me to play at least like an hour and a half of it. And then it'll, it'll get started. So th- there we go. So look forward to that. Um, Perfect. Oh, I will say, uh, I played this game last night on stream called Kind Words, Lo-Fi Chill Beats to Write To. Yeah. Uh, it's $5 on Steam. It can run on anything. I'm sure you can play it on any laptop. It doesn't matter. Um, it is wonderful. Um, it's this game where basically you can write, like you can sit there and you can write a letter that says like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really... I'm really feeling down right now. This happened to me. Like, I just don't know what to do. And people, people get the, people can open the letters. They don't, it's all anonymous. They don't see who you are and they can write back to you and they can say like, don't worry about it, man. You got it. Like, you know, this is what I did in the situation. And, and, and they send the letter out. You can also just send out like random good vibe things that fly around the world. It's like a paper airplane. You can click on them and like, it'll just be like, you got this, man. Or it'll be like a funny thing, like something was like, did you know baby alligators sound like laser guns? And it was like, it's just like, you know, this like nice like thing that makes you they like. do. I they, saw that. You saw that right. video? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just really cool. And like, I didn't experience something like that, especially on the internet. You expect there to be like terrible shit that gets thrown in there, you know, or, or people being really big time assholes. But yeah. The, the 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 I'm guessing the the sort of like combination of their reporting system plus whatever mod tools they've got going on um on their end I didn't see one nasty thing the entire time I, w- I was on I played for about 40 minutes That's um cool. and I, I you know I wrote I wrote a letter out it was like a real thing that I've been having an issue with and I got like in like 20 minutes I got like 10 responses and they were all like really cool and like made me feel better so it's like a really nice awesome thing it's called kind words a lo-fi chill beats to write to it's five dollars on steam check it out uh you will not you'll not be sorry um uh and i might i might spend like 20 minutes playing that at some point this weekend just to like decompress maybe after after i after i work i have a long day sounds nice yeah it's very nice um you can see the archive of that actually on youtube.com slash joe blow gaming um you can follow all our streams on twitch.tv slash joe blow games 
Um, you can go to joblo.com, the mothership for all of, uh, well, a lot of work from Steve, uh, many articles from Steve, uh, and, uh, just, you know, a ton of movie news, uh, you know, set visits, previews, reviews, all that good stuff. Um, go there for that. Um, you can follow Steve on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, (laughs) sorry. I am at dead underscore anchorous. What about you, Justin? What about you, Justin? Parkley 76. And I'm at Bobby Shortle. And let us know, like, what do you want us to talk about? What games you've been playing? We're, 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 we'd love to, love to hear. Um, you can find uh, the the video version of the show will be up on YouTube. You can find the audio version up on all major podcasting platforms. So um, this will probably go up, I'd say, Monday-ish. Yes, Monday. Monday, this, the, you'll get the audio version of this if you miss anything on the stream. Um... Uh, Awesome. So, uh, um, sorry, I was distracted by, there's like, when you have like the stream software up in front of you, there's like a million things on my screen right now. And I was, I thought something was going wrong and then I realized, no, it's not. This is just the preview window, not the actual thing that's happening. So we're fine. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for, for the show for, for this week. Um, oh, Steve, tune into the talking comics podcast every Wednesday. Um, on all major podcasting platforms. Yo. Steve is the host of that podcast. You should definitely check that I out. I am. Um, my wonderful friends. Yes. Um, you definitely, definitely check that out. Um, but with that last plug, that's going to do it for the Joe Blow Game Show for this month. So, oh, we, we were supposed to go over this in the in-between, but now we'll just do it live on the air. Uh, so, Steve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you to you. You're going to thank Justin. Justin will thank me, and then I'll thank everybody. All right? All right. That's how it's going to go. All right? So until next time, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you who are watching and listening. Until next time, be good to one another. See you later.